Now, the within anointing is the anointing that lies within a person. The anointing that is inside of a person. That is the anointing that you have because of the presence of the Holy Ghost in you, because of the presence of Christ in you, and because of the presence of the Word of God in you. So when you have the Holy Ghost in you, and you have Christ in you, and you have the Holy Ghost in you, you have an abiding presence of the Holy Ghost within you. Then we have the without anointing. The without anointing is the one that you receive because of the experience that you receive from an external source. So external sources can also release additional anointing upon your life. So what you have that is in terms of Christ in you cannot increase it cannot be made any better but what will happen is that the, an anointing from the external source will stir up that which is already in you now john writing said but the anointing which you have received of him abided in you and you have no need that any man teach you but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie and even as it has taught you you shall abide in him as the same anointing teaches you and is truth and is no lie and even as it has taught you you shall abide in the anointing so the anointing lives on your inside now the whole of this thing first john 2 is teaching us to walk in the constancy of the anointing that you can you are anointed every day of your life you are anointed every hour of your life. You are anointed every second of your life. There is no moment in your life when you are not anointed. There is no second in your life where you are not anointed. Now, let me ask you a question. Is there any moment or any second in your life when Christ is not in your heart? Maybe Jesus Christ has gone on vacation or Jesus Christ left to go to town and return maybe jesus christ for the bible said i will never leave you nor forsake you so jesus christ does not leave you he doesn't forsake you now and he is the christ that means if christ is in you and christ does not leave you to go somewhere and come then it means if christ is the anointing then the anointing never leaves you 24 hours a day the anointing is with you when you are asleep in the night the anointing is still in you that is why you can be asleep and not worry about witches and wizards because they can come there but they cannot touch you because you are anointed and the same way in which your blood flows through you even when you are asleep and oxygen is still working in you although you are asleep it is the same way even when you are asleep the anointing is still working in you when you are in the bathroom the anointing is still working in you i'm sure that most of you when i say it I was in the bathroom and i received the word and I, I went to brush my teeth and i received the word you are like is there wait a minute is the anointing in the bathroom the reason you think the anointing is not in the bathroom is because some of you have got an occasional anointing but i'm praying that you don't walk in an occasional anointing but you walk in a constant anointing where the anointing is everywhere the anointing is there anytime so john first john 2 27 but the anointing that you have received of him abided in you and the word 
abideth means it remaineth in you. It remains in you. It stays in you. It is resident in you. The anointing doesn't go anywhere. There are times you, you are going to minister and you don't feel anything. But that doesn't mean the anointing is not there. Because the anointing is present in you. That is the anointing upon you. And you may recognize the anointing coming upon you by what happens to you when the Holy Ghost falls on you from an external source. When the Holy Ghost falls on you from an external source. When the Holy Ghost falls on you from something which is outside of your spirit. Now so, when the anointing comes upon you from an external source. What that anointing does is that anointing stirs of the anointing which is already resident in you. Every now and then, you will need from the external source God to just trigger something in the atmosphere. He, his spirit just moves. Because mind you, although you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is omnipresent. And though he lives in you, <laughs> there is still a lot of him outside. There's still a lot of him outside. So, you alone cannot contain the whole of God. No. So, the Bible will say, in him you live and move and have your being. That means if you are the temple of God, it doesn't mean God has stopped existing in the external world and in the external atmosphere. He's everywhere within you externally, the mountains, the rivers, the seas. He's everywhere. In the forest, in the jungles, everywhere the spirit of God is. And when you receive the Holy Ghost and he lives in you, there is a certain dimension of the Holy Ghost that will be manifested in your life. But sometimes you need another dimension of the Holy Ghost in another believer to stir up something that is already in you. And when the anointing, when the without anointing comes upon you from the external source, you will know it. There is a way you will know when the anointing comes upon you. When the anointing from the external source comes upon you, you will know it. Certain things will happen to you. Certain things will happen to you. Sometimes when that anointing hits you, you may feel a heat in your body. So some people say, I felt something. I felt a heat. At the same time, somebody will say, I felt cold. Then somebody too say, I felt somebody was breathing on me. Somebody said the anointing came upon me and I felt like running. So the Bible says concerning Elijah that the hand of God came upon Elijah and he ran and overtook a chariot. So sometimes you see yourself running and it's the Holy Ghost that is moving you to run. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he will make you do something, sometimes crazy things. Then I understood when the king of Israel came to the prophet Elisha. And the prophet said, take the bow and the arrow and shoot on the ground. And the man of God shot three times and stopped. And the prophet was angry. And the prophet said, why did you shoot three times and stop? You should have shot five times or six times. If you had shot five times or six times, your victory would have over the Syrians would have been comprehensive. But because you shot only three times and stopped, you will have victory over them but it will be limited to some extent. The anointing is a powerful thing, but you must listen on the inside. 
The anointing that you have received of him abides in you and you have no need that any man would teach you. But even as the anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie, listen to me, the anointing teaches you. The anointing will teach you about towels. The anointing will teach you about water. The anointing will teach you about this. The anointing will teach you about where to sit, where not to sit, where to stand, where not to stand, how to do this and how not to do that. So I'm sitting there and the anointing said, get up and run. I said, me, run. Mba. I didn't run. I didn't run. In the Bible you read and God will tell a prophet, get up and walk naked in Israel for a number of days. Walk in Jerusalem naked. Can you imagine God gives you instruction and says, I want you to remove your singlet. Wear only boxer shorts. Roam about in Bogatanga for one week because you are a prophet and I want to show the whole of Bogatanga how naked their idol worship has made them. How many of you obey that prophecy? Hmm. By the time you appear, <laughs> only 30 seconds, you hear ping, ping, ambulance ever swap. We are in a generation where I really wonder if we can walk in the anointing. You see, the anointing is simply holy madness. The anointing is holy madness. If you see anybody who says, I'm anointed, but the person behaves normal, he's not anointed. Listen, a normal preacher, a normal, normal, normal preacher, decent preacher, will not turn water into wine. Normal preacher won't turn water into wine. Normal preacher will not go into the wilderness when the Holy Ghost comes upon a normal preacher. Normal preacher will not allow himself to be led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. No. A normal preacher will not go into church and he's sitting down and they give him a book and say read from the Bible. We want to be blessed by the Bible. And the person who opens to the book of Isaiah reads the scripture on the Messiah sit in a chair and say this day is this scripture revealed in your eyes I am the Messiah I am the one Isaiah wrote about now if you were the one Isaiah wrote about will you tell your pastor quietly or you will come to the church and declare the man stood in front of the whole church declared normal preacher will not walk on water normal anybody who has an overdose of common sense will have an underdose of the anointing some of you the level of your common sense is overdose you think too much what do you think what do you think the anointing is not a thinker the anointing is a doer when the spirit of God comes upon you, you perform. When the spirit of God comes upon you, you move. When the spirit of God comes upon you, you do what the spirit is telling you to do. So the anointing from the external will make, will make you do something. Sometimes you are feeling cold. Sometimes you are hot. Sometimes you are shaking. Sometimes you fall under the power. Oh, and the church of Jesus Christ is becoming drier and drier and drier. 
I've gone into meetings and the power of the Holy Ghost is so strong. By the time I finish, maybe only about 5% of the church are standing on their feet. One day I went into a meeting. Mommy was there with me. I laid hands on the people. By the time I finished it, the people that had collapsed and they were lying in front there were over 100. Collapsed. I'm talking about unconscious. The power hit them unconscious. They, they were all lying on the floor. They couldn't get up. They, they are unconscious. Ashes are shaking them. They won't get up. Then I looked at the bishop and I said, Sir, can you continue this meeting from where I left? He said, mm -hmm. Because the people, the way they were lying, you think they were dead. And I stood there, the Holy Ghost said, Shout at the top of your voice and they will get up. And I said, In the name of Jesus, let them rise. And everybody went, Boom! And they were, The anointing is not for normal people. No. The anointing is not for normal people. You are. You are too normal to carry an anointing. And the without anointing, it comes from you from without. And when that anointing overwhelms you, you feel weak in your legs. You find yourself going down. You find out you cannot stand. That is the anointing working in your life. But we want to take our time now and find out, how do I receive this external anointing? Because no matter how much anointed you are, you will still need the external anointing. I told you, when you buy a phone, they give you a SIM card and they put a little bit of credit in it. And when you use the SIM card and activate the phone, you can make one or two calls, but unless you keep topping up the credit, that SIM card is going to be useless. So if you have the anointing, every now and then, there must be a top up. An anointing from external source must stir up. Huh? Must stir up that anointing that is within you. And there are two ways, just two ways I want to show you how the without anointing or the anointing from the external source can come from you. One way is what I call attachment. Everybody say attachment. Okay? Attachment is when you attach something. Attachment is when you take something and connect it to another thing, like you take a computer and then you, you, you put it in the charge, you draw the cord and you fix it to the computer. It's an attachment. Okay? When you marry, it's an attachment. When you lay hands on somebody, it's an attachment. So the anointing can be transferred through attachment, contact with the source. And this can happen mostly when one person lays his hand on another or breathes on that person. We call it an attachment. Now you look in the Bible and you see in the book of Acts chapter 19 that Paul is passing through the coast of Ephesus. And then he got to a place and, and the Bible said, let's start from the verse number one because it will be very interesting from the verse number one. The Bible said from verse number one, and it came to pass that whilst Apollos walked as Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. So Paul is in Ephesus. He has found some disciples and he asked them a question. Where is the question? He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Have you received the Holy Ghost? They said, we have even heard whether there's anything called Holy Ghost. 
That means somebody went and taught them about being born again. And the person did not teach them about the Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. That was a very poor, amateurish preacher who went to preach to them. A preacher who will go to people and leave them with only John the Baptist baptism is an amateur. He's not a pro. So these people had some, some amateur um, player who went to lead them. Took them through John the Baptist baptism. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, John baptized you unto repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him whom shall come after him, and that is on Christ Jesus. He said, I want to remind you that when John preached, he did not preach about himself. He preached about somebody who was coming after him. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. So now they are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and that was not enough. So you look at the verse number 6. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, I like that. When Paul had laid his hands on them. When Paul had laid his hands on them. So Paul took his hand and laid it on them. The attachment is established. The attachment creates a conduit. And that's because any human beings at all, whenever they meet, human beings are in grades, they are in weight, they are in sizes. And there will be a gradient, either a financial gradient, an anointing gradient, a wisdom gradient. Because human beings, although the gifts they receive from God are all from God, they don't receive the exact volume. And they, they don't receive equal volume. Wisdom is from God, but when we receive it, some receive more than others. Money is from God. When we receive it, some receive more than others. Knowledge is from God. When we receive it, some receive more than others. Strength is from God. When we receive it some receive more than others the anointing is from god when we receive the anointing some receive more than others as i'm preaching now we are all receiving but we are not receiving at the same level we are not receiving at the same level some of the world will fall on good soil some will fall by the roadside some will fall on rocky soil others will fall among thorns. by the end of the process we are blessed anointed and we have received the word of god at different levels so paul laid his hands on them and the bible said and the holy ghost came upon them now watch this the holy ghost is god the holy ghost is god omnipotent omnipresent omniscient a human being flesh and blood laid his hands on another set of human beings and the holy ghost came upon them that means the omnipotent god was waiting for a human being to lay his hand listen some of you take many things for granted when a preacher puts his hand on you no 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 listen even when you come to me and i say hey how are you don't take it for granted because there are preachers in our world today who are even scared to touch a human being's hand head to touch a human being's head if you say in my name shall you take up serpents you don't take up serpents with your leg you take them up with your hand how are you going to lay hands on people 
and the doctrine of the laying on of hands according to Hebrews 6 is one of the foundational doctrines he talks about the doctrine of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and the doctrine of baptisms now what follows is the laying on of hands then resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment that means the laying on of hands is placed on equal pegging with the other five doctrines that means the laying on of hands is placed on equal pegging with the doctrine of faith and that is because until you have faith towards God you cannot lay hands on people at this time unless you have faith towards God you cannot baptize people at this time because he said you will preach unto them baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost I lose you in the mighty name of Jesus to walk in faith and fulfill the counsel of almighty god in the name of jesus a thousand shall fall on your side and ten thousand on your right hand it shall not come nigh you listen so the bible said and paul he laid his hands on them and the holy ghost came upon them now what this if the holy ghost had come upon them and paul laid his hands i would not be surprised but Paul laid his hands and the Holy Ghost came upon them. It means the Holy Ghost was waiting for Paul to move. Sometimes when you see us saying, let your Holy Spirit come down or something, something. Let the Holy Spirit come and take control. They say, Father, Father. Then they say, Spirit move over me. Spirit move. Sometimes God is waiting for you to move. Onyami air train for you to stretch your hand. And Paul laid his hands upon them, and the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So God was waiting for a human being to lay his hands on another, and the Holy Ghost will come upon the people, and they will prophesy, and they will speak in tongues. They will prophesy and speak in tongues. And that is not all. Paul writing to Timothy in second in first Timothy chapter 4 and the verse number 14. He said, Neglect not the gift which is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. That means God was going to put a gift in Timothy, and God said, I put this gift in the hands of the presbytery. Don't neglect the gift that is in you which was given you not from heaven which was given to you not by angels which was given to you not by god appearing in your room but which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery and the presbytery are not angels they are human beings yeah. Sometimes you go to the churches of the prophets and the churches are full. And people say, oh, these prophets are deceiving the people. These prophets are lying to the people. These prophets are lying to the people. They should speak the word of God and stop lying to the people. They are not lying to the people. 
most of these prophets know what they are in the spirit they know who they are in the spirit when they stand in front of their people they tell them i am a man of god if i lay hands on you your sickness will disappear your confusion will disappear if i lay hands on you the yoke and the curse of poverty will be broken and prosperity will come upon you and they tell their people believe in the lord your god and so shall you be established believe also the servants the prophets and so shall you prosper and the people sit there and they say we believe he's a prophet we believe he's an apostle we believe he's a pastor we believe he's a man of God and when he's laying hands on them they shout I receive it they say so shall it be they say an amen and because of their faith the judge shall live by his faith and when God is looking for faith he doesn't care whether the person is a prophet or the person is an apostle or the person is a teacher or the person is a brother he said but if the son of man shall come will he find faith on the earth and then watch this the rest of us are sitting in our very nice churches with big bibles as for me i'm following god i'm not following man as for me you see sometimes when i look at in the shape of your mouth i suspect you when you are speaking the nonsense as for me i did not come to this church to follow man i came here to follow god listen god's gift god's gift listen the holy ghost was sitting in heaven and the ephesians had no holy ghost baptism until god found the hand of a man called paul and said now i have this hand to use a man is not god but a man is a man of God. A woman is not God, but a woman is a woman of God. A man is not God, but he's the instrument of God. He's the vessel of God. He's the tool of God. He's the battle axe of God. God is waiting for the man, and God is waiting for the woman. And I came here to tell you, if I stand here and declare, so shall it be. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, may heaven give you an answer to any challenge you have. If you can scream the blessing of God, it's upon you. And you see These people who go to churches Where they believe in the grace of God Upon their pastor's life you see them blessed again and again and again and it is one miracle after the other one miracle after the other and we are also sitting in our churches with our very nice bibles quoting memory verses as for me i didn't come to save a man i came to save god okay that paul laid his hands on them before the holy ghost came upon them it means if you don't lay your hands on people nothing will happen it's as simple as that and then the presbytery he said don't neglect the gift of god which is in you by the laying of, by prophecy and by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery so when the presbytery come and they lay hands on you you receive a gift john chapter 28 verse 21 
And Jesus met his disciples, and the Bible said, he said, peace be unto you. And he breathed on them. He said, as my father has sent me, so send are you. And he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost, and they received the Holy Ghost. So, one of the ways by which you access the power of the Holy Ghost is by attachment. Everybody say, by attachment. I want everybody to shout it by attachment. I want everybody to scream it for the last time, by attachment. 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 That is why we lay hands. That is why we put our hands on people. Apart from attachment, the next way by which you have access to the anointing from without or from outside is atmosphere. Everybody say atmosphere. Come on, shout it, the atmosphere. So attachment and then number two is atmosphere. The anointing can be received from an atmosphere of ministration of the spirit so what i'm doing right now is an atmosphere of the ministration of the spirit just by being in this atmosphere you receive an anointing when i'm preaching the word of god the atmosphere of the word of god can bring you an anointing and when we are worshiping and you are in the atmosphere of the worship you will receive an anointing 